Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Welcome back to happy class. Week two is down. I turned in my first paper over the weekend, feeling pretty good about it. I actually think it may have been the first time in my entire life that I turned something in a full 24 hours before the due date. It was due Saturday at midnight and I turned it in Friday afternoon around the time my kids came home from school, which intentionally freed me up for the weekend. I looked forward to having a couple days to give myself true downtime and hilariously, I I took full advantage of it, but just to give you a little bit of an inside track of what this has been like for a week, I fully missed both a baby shower and a birthday party for my daughter. Not because I was doing anything else significant, but because I just spaced it out. I think that in shoving a full load of graduate degree courses into my already robust and full life, things are going to be spilling out a little bit for a while. not in a good way. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what casualties we have. My daughter was actually really disappointed about the birthday party that I just missed. I mean, I just, I wasn't, I don't even know what we were doing. It was in my calendar. It was in my phone. I need to put alerts on things I'm realizing because uh, I just can't hold it all in my head. So, and both of these things we had discussed like earlier in the day. I had talked to my husband about, oh, I have this baby shower this afternoon. I've been looking forward to it. And then During the baby shower, I was hammering shingles into the side of my house. For I mean, it was a fun project and I was knee deep in it, but I had been planning on going. So needless to say, I am going to be figuring out how to fit the pieces in in a meaningful way throughout this process. I have that one project turned in. I'm actively working on another paper, a group project, a peer review, and you know, about a thousand pages of readings that all are due in staggered instances over the next three weeks before our next on-site, the beginning of October. So things are, uh, are, are going very interestingly in the learn how to fit it all together 
in one life process here. As I've been going through the different assignments and ideas for this next few weeks of class, I have come back and back and back to this research and uh, theory presented by Isaac Prelitensky in his, a lot of papers, but also most recently in a book that he wrote with his wife, Aura, called How People Matter, Why It Affects Health, Happiness, Love, Work, and Society. Isaac and his wife are both professors at the University of Miami, Uh, really interesting lectures. He was actually one of my favorite lecturers in our first week of on-site. His introduction in his initial discussion had me rolling. I mean, he has the best sense of humor. He's Argentine born. He's lived all over the world and he just has the funniest sense of humor. So I was actually just kind of surprised by how candid and funny he was in his research uh, introduction. And then he dove into this idea of mattering. In this book, Isaac talks about these two symbiotic components of mattering as feeling valued and adding value. He talks about feeling valued and adding value as these complementary, interdependent ideas that can create virtuous or vicious cycles. I want to define those two a little bit further using his definitions or their definitions or and Isaac's definitions from the book, feeling valued and adding value. By feeling valued, they mean feeling worthy, acknowledged, and appreciated. By adding value, they mean making a meaningful contribution to yourself and others. I thought this was a really interesting way to think about life, to think about well-being. Are you feeling valued? Are you adding value? And when we went on to sort of discuss what each of these things meant, a lot of questions arose for me. Feeling valued, is that something that is dependent on other people's ideas and actions? Do we require certain behaviors from other people in order to acknowledge feeling valued? Do we add feeling valued by ourselves independently as something that contribute to our mattering like if I feel like I'm valuable like I have inherent worth does that somehow buffer against someone else ignoring me or not being acknowledged in the way that I would hope or are both of those things you know internal and external validation important in terms of being valued And I just want to take a second for you to think about this for yourself. How do you feel valued? Where does your value come from? Or where does your idea or belief about your value come from? Do you feel valued in a a scale of, you know, 1 to 10 in your personal life, in your relationships? You could think of individual relationships, in your work, among your friends, in your community, in your family of origin. This idea of feeling valued is an interesting and deep one. And then in the complement to the cycle, we have adding value. Adding value being defined here as making a meaningful contribution to yourself and others. What does it look like to add value? Who determines the meaning of the contribution that's being made? 
a couple weeks ago on Live Free Creative Podcast, I shared an episode about helping. Does it add value for me to help in a way that you don't ask for? Who determines the meaning of the contribution? I can add value in a way that feels meaningful to me, but what if it doesn't feel meaningful to you? Or what if you request something that feels really meaningful to you that doesn't seem that meaningful to me? Do I go ahead and add value in the way that you want, even if it doesn't feel meaningful to me? And then I'm curious also about distribution of resources. If we have a finite quantity of some certain resource, do I add that value equally across my contributions? What is the division of labor if I'm giving value to myself and others as part of this piece that Isaac and Aura talk about, what piece do I give to you and what piece do I keep? How do I add value to myself and others? Is that a simultaneous act or is there an order of operations? You can see how even such a simple thing as mattering, I think we would all agree, yeah, of course people want to matter. People matter, feel like they matter in different ways. And then if we take Isaac Prelatensky's research, he this definition of mattering really being made up of feeling valued and adding value. And he specifies across a, some certain fields. So community, work, relationships, and self. In those four areas, do we feel value and add value? Do we feel valued by others and ourselves? Are we adding value back to our others and ourselves? A lot of the questions here are hypothetical and there, there aren't true answers. There are suggestions and ideas and really it's more of an exploration for me and a curiosity around how does this theory of mattering show up in my life? If I take those questions I posed to you a, a, a minute ago and I ask myself in each of these categories, my community, my work, my relationships, myself, how am I feeling valued? What am I doing to contribute to feeling valued? And then on the flip side, in this complementary relationship, how am I adding value? And we can ask the same of those around us. I can think to myself, am I showing my kids that they matter to me by valuing them? How am I helping them to feel valued by complimenting them, recognizing them, seeing them, spending quality time with them? How do my kids feel valued in our home? And am I giving them opportunities to add value? Do they have meaningful ways to contribute to our family? Do they have meaningful ways to contribute in our relationships? If these things are reciprocal and they build upon each other, if it is a virtuous cycle, then what opportunities am I creating through this lens for that cycle to be a spiral upward? Shortly after I read the chapters of this book that were required for our summer reading before our first discussion and actually meeting Isaac and being able to listen to him live. I went to dinner with a good friend who owns a company here in town and she was expressing some concerns about some of the dynamics of the employees and as I tend to do offer 
occasional unsolicited advice, I mentioned this idea that I had just been reading about and said, I wonder if there's a way to have these employees feel more valued in order to come to the other side of the circle, which is that they add value. When they feel like their voice is being heard, when they feel like their contributions matter, when they feel like they're doing a good job, that can in turn then inspire creativity and autonomy and responsibility, this adding value back in to the work that they do. And I think in, in some ways it feels like a chicken and an egg. If you feel valued, you're more inspired to add value. And if you add value, then people are more likely to recognize you so you feel more valued. I think what matters most is that somewhere something begins, something changes. If you want an increase in the well-being of a relationship, an institution, a community, Isaac would say, You've got to have these two components of feeling valued and adding value. And the, the specific pathways, the specific answers and dynamic solutions that you come up with for how those things are carried out are going to be as individual as the relationships and the institutions themselves. I think it's an interesting question to ask and it's something that I've been pondering on for a couple months now since I read this book and listened to Isaac's discussion a couple weeks ago and now continue to work on assignments and papers around this idea of wellness as mattering and so I thought that I would share it here in happy class for you to ponder for yourself in your life the communities you're a part of the relationships that you have your relationship to others and your relationship to self how are you feeling valued and how are you helping others to feel valued and also how are you adding value and providing opportunities for others to add value and as you feel valued and add value that spiral that virtuous cycle can continue on and on and up and up your capacity to add value grows as you feel more valued and your feeling valued grows as your capacity to add value grows as well. It's a beautiful back and forth, a lot of sort of interesting ideas. I didn't mention last week, and I want to share here, I had shared on Instagram that one of my favorite quotes that came out of my first live week of classes, which was last week, and now I've just still been you know, working on assignments, is James Powalski, the director of the program, said that he isn't interested in answers except for those that bring him to deeper questions. I feel like that is a lot of what this work is going to look like over this next year. Discovering what are the important questions. A lot of these ideas don't have specific answers. They have questions to ponder on, to consider, to experiment with, and to settle into a, an answer or a solution that feels like the best way for something to work right now in your life or your community. Hi there, I'm Rachel and I'm the host of 3 in 30 Takeaways for Moms, a podcast for women who want to love motherhood as much as they love their children. 
In each 30-minute episode, my guests and I give three actionable takeaways that will help you make your family life a little better each week. I'd love for you to give us a listen. Listen to 3 in 30 Takeaways for Moms on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.